You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Good evening. Welcome back to the Can't Blue podcast. We've ran into some major connection problems this evening, so much so that so much so that Ashley Priest looks like John Townley. Um, John, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm as best as I can be after that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a grim evening, isn't it? Really, I'm at my mum and dad's house, so you know we, it's actually my mum's birthday in a couple of days. So there's a lot of people here that we're having a little bit of a party for. I'm not going to be on this long because okay. what's, what's the point? No one wants to talk about Villa losing two 0 uh, Ash has just joined the live stream, by the way. And I can see him in a car park, um, so I'll let him put his headphones on or something, and maybe we'll have a three way chat instead. Yeah, uh, but while he's kind of sorts himself out and see whether he can hear or somewhat the connections like, uh, Ash, I can see him putting his headphones in there. We'll see what happens in a sec. Sorry, Ash, I'll, I'll pull you in in a minute to see if it worked. Uh, John, your thoughts first on the lineup. What did you think when you saw the lineup at two o'clock? Um, some of it was a bit unexpected. I thought. Obviously, uh, Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings, and that was probably the main talking point um, from this squad. Uh, Douglas Lewis as well, playing. I mean, not playing. Jacob Ramsey playing. Um, mm. I was a bit surprised at both of those. I thought the rest of the team was about right. I didn't think... Um, I mean, sorry, I thought Conce would probably start too, which he did. Uh, although, I, personally, I thought Jaime should have been starting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apart from Watkins and... Uh, Jacob Ramsey was about as we expected. I don't, didn't think Wendy was um, going to be involved. Obviously, he had the injury as well. But in general, yeah. I think he was fully fit. I don't think we would have seen him for 90 minutes anyway. Um, but yeah, even like your Danny Ings and uh, Ramsey, I don't think they've really taken the shirt. Um, no one really impressed, did they? No. So starting 11 is almost a bit irrelevant. I think Gerald's again, after every single game, we almost have more questions than answers now. And that was the same for pre-season. And that was the first mm. game of the season. Um, the proper thing. And we're still sort of, um, yeah, looking for answers. Ash, can you see us? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I've got you. Loud and clear. you got me loud and clear. Got you, yeah, in a car park. Love to see it. Uh, mad connection problems, much like the Villa line-up today. Can't, can't connect a pass, can't connect a cross. I mean, I've got to caveat this. with I watched the first half. I missed the first goal, thanks to the dodgy stream. Just said to John before he came on, it's my mum's birthday and we're having a party at my mum's house. And I've come on this to do this. So I'm doing 15 oh, minutes. Mad. And I'm going, because why should I talk about that? Yes, devil? why should um, you? Why are we crossing so many balls like that? I mean, this is going to be all over the place. The crossing was horrific. And it's not even something that we've done that much of. And it's something like 23 crosses and we connected two of them or something. Like, what a waste of time that is. What's the what's his villa identity? Ollie Watkins was about the other, on about the other day. The identity. But um, yeah, listen, it was bad day at the office. Um, it just mirrored what, what, what we've seen last season at Watford, didn't it, really? you know, you got, you got to quiet the... Crowd down early on, and um, don't don't allow them to get the tails up, and they fell into the trap. Villa did just 180 seconds, was it? If that, uh, yeah, not good enough. And lumping balls up to Danny Ings, doing him no favours either. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what this identity is or what what they're trying to do. Gerard was quite not happy, but but content with the way Villa played in terms of possession and getting into good areas, but the lack of creativity. I don't know. I don't know. We've lost two. I mean, I've. We've got to kind of caveat this again with it's a first game. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to write off a 37 game season based off one 90 minute performance. But, you know, you make comparisons about how, how important a fast start is to, to the season. And last year we saw the same with losing the first game against Watford. The comparison I'm thinking of is last season, Arsenal started the season terribly, a bit of a joke club, bottom of the league or in the bottom three or whatever. This season they've made good signers in pre season. They've had a good pre season. And last night against um, Palace, they came out dominated, won the game, happy days. The bit before dominating the first game and winning, sounds like Villa. 
good pre-season, signed good players. But we come out, concede after 90 seconds and look lethargic. Can't play for can't play for 90 minutes, can't play for 45 minutes. And you know, as much as we can say Gerald's got to have time and he's had his own pre-season and signed his own players, what is different to last season? We all believe the hype, don't we? We always believe the hype uh, and that's a problem. But uh, fell into the trap today, like, like the reporters here. Didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming. I said on Friday, 3 nil easy, light work. Yeah, for Bournemouth, yeah. Yeah, well, it was, near, near enough. But uh, we've sucked into the hype, aren't we? A lot has been made this summer and the trans- transfer business that's been done. But if you've got the basics in it, really, you ain't got that fight and that dog in you, and you've got to mix it with the best of them. Bournemouth did that today. They mixed it, played players a real team, got on you, got in your faces. You've got to do the dirty stuff when you're away from home, especially on the opening day against the, a newly promoted side. And yeah, lots, lots of finger pointing. Yeah. Very disjointed Villa team today. First half, awful. That midfield, they gradually grew into it, but it's too late then. And Gerard's flipping the system at half time, changing it. Um, and yeah, set pieces as well was a big issue. Big issue last week in Rendan. Ren, Ren almost scored a few from, from set pieces, headers, and scored two from today, Bournemouth. So they need to sharpen up, sharpen up on that. Austin McPhee needs to do a bit, bit more work behind the scenes there. And yeah, all over the place. Not, it wasn't very good today at all. And yeah, Gerald can, can say, oh, yeah, it was okay in parts, but no, not good enough from our standards and where we want to get to. I don't know what you made of it, John. Not good enough, was he? Yeah, I, just incredibly frustrating. I feel like, personally, I'm usually quite content. Like, last season when we lost to Watford, it was like, okay, you know, 3-2 is what it is. They're going to be... Yeah. To me, there was no excuse today. The, those Bournemouth players were obviously up and at but that's all, that's all they were going to bring. That let's mm. Without being disrespectful to them, we're, we're quality above and then some, like, genuinely... Like the final prediction that I said, you know, usually I would be the same, like, oh no, this means that Villa aren't going to win. But we should be winning 3 0. Like, we should yeah. be. No excuse. And to be fair, I do agree with Gerard. Um, the quality that we did have in the final third and, you know, the final ball was poor. Um, but ultimately, the, we were playing in front of them the whole game. There was no movement. There was no there was no incisions. There was no, I can't remember a goal scoring opportunity. I think Danny Ings had the best chance in the first yeah. draft that we conceded, I think it was. But I'm mainly just frustrated because everything was built into this all of pre-season. Ever since Jared walked through the door, like day one, we knew that this first game was going to be the first, you know, first day of when we were really going to judge Jared, I would say. And Jared himself has said no excuses. Now we've made all the signings. We've made all of them really early. They've all bedded in. There's there's no excuse now. And to go and play like as we did, yeah, kind of pathetic, really. And you don't like bringing that sort of negativity in the first game, but... I think the whole sort of fan base is just a really great. A lot of his men are uh, not, not playing Tyrone Mings today, that organisation. We're in too much into that. Is that, that always on the cards? Big talking point. See, I don't think Conte was the right decision. I thought it would have been Chambers. He looked the most impressive in pre-season, but there's some quotes from, I think it's from BBC WM, Gerard kind of saying like, you know, when Tyrone looks him in the eye and says he's ready to play, I'll play him. So oh, that's, that is a like needling comment to make. I don't think that many fans will will like that. Even as much as people will sit here and kind of say it means isn't good enough, I'm probably happy that he wasn't in the starting eleven. To kind of dig out your your former captain like that after you've just lost doesn't doesn't sit right with me. Um, losing the captaincy is one thing. You then give the vice captaincy to the centre half that's replaced him, who's not played for us yet and doesn't speak English, and then you're coming out after the game saying, "Oh, Tyrone's got to kind of prove he's ready to go." There might be more things going on behind the scenes, but I don't like that. I, I, that's not you and me talked Ash in the week about how much we trust in Gerard and the Gerard project and all these kind of things. And I said I liked him as a character and an individual and the standards he sets. But throwing your former captain under the bus like that 
Mm, it's not for me, that. No, yeah, I think kind of Hollentrod's a good thing, but it would have been interesting if... Okay, I've took, I've took the band off you today, Toro, well, this, this summer, Toro. Go on, then. You start for me now and uh, mm. keep your shirt and try and get a reaction out of him that way instead of just dropping him like that. So, Hollentrod's a good thing. Um, and, yeah, my with, with Toro's leadership skills and having a new signing next to him who doesn't speak much English, Diego Carlos, that could have been the way to go. But like you say, it's all, all Hollentrod, isn't it? I'm, I'm happy. Pretty happy with the back line when, when he got announced. No, no, no surprises, as John said. So, yeah, Tyrone's an interesting one. Whether he comes in next week, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one. His comments on him as well. Um, and nothing quality in the final third. We've got Brendia, obviously, coming in the second half. Coutinho, and must be mad of his quality. Everyone knows that. Uh, Bailey, player on form. But you're talking there, talking millions of pounds worth of talent there. We've been around and done it. So, why isn't he kicking in that final third? I've, like I said, I don't know whether you were on Ash by then, but I watched a dodgy stream. I missed the first goal. Watched the first half after that. I mean, I missed the first 90 seconds. I watched the full first half besides that. Didn't see any of the second half, unfortunately, but it sounds like, oh, you know, that's quite a good thing that I didn't see. Um, I've seen some, a lot of the time I would say overreaction on social media, and there's a little bit, bit of that. We're saying, just, you know, sack the manager and stuff like that. I don't agree with that quite just yet. Well, there's a lot of like, that was pathetic. That was awful, like serious kind of words. It wasn't just like, oh, that's a poor result. We could have scored a couple on another day. That sounded like a bad, bad game. And, you know, if this was, I mean, we, all, we said before, uh, a newly promoted side it is a bit of a banana skin. But this isn't Nottingham Forest at the city ground that's bouncing after 23 years with 13 new signings. This is Scott Parker making excuses for a championship squad in the Premier League who isn't ready. And they beat Aston Villa 2-0. Aston Villa that we're all saying could, could finish 8th, finish 7th, win a trophy. That's yeah, a long way to go. There's 37 seven games to go. If we beat Bournemouth 3-0, we'll be sitting, here, sitting on here going, oh, Champions League, here we come. But it sounded like it's not just about the result there today. That sounded like a bad, bad performance. Is that right, Ash? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, much cohesion there. Look at the team full of strangers. Obviously, we had the new two, two new lads in. Then you're flipping the system, trying to chase the game as well. I think it was 4 2 4 at one stage at the end. Jim chucking Archer on. Yeah, it's all too little, too late. But yeah, once, once Bournemouth got the towels up, attacking, played well, defended well, and frustrated Villa. And yeah, you, you can't start as sloppy as that was. You're up against it from the off. So yeah, really, really, really disappointing. I thought Villa were better than that after last season as well at Watford. I was there at Watford last season. Carbon copy today, that first 10, 10 minutes. Getting the crowd up as well. Can't happen. So, um, very foolish, yeah. Yeah, didn't play well at all, to be fair. Like you say, that, that English chance in the first half, that's all I can remember, really. Little pot shot at goal. Other than that, yeah, really, really bad day at the office. And hopefully next week we need to bounce back at Everton. Full house there. Expectant crowd. Um, mm. They need a reaction. So, yeah, we're getting bored of it now. Hopefully, hopefully it clicks into place. And we talked about pressure and Spon Gerrard in our, in our pre-season preview and saying that it's a bit, I said anyway, it's a bit of like a needle in time that season tickets have gone up and, you know, there's an expectation on Villa this season. You want to go there and you want to see us win games. We're talking about going there and winning 12 home games. You set a bad standard by losing the first game to Bournemouth. Let's face it, probably going to get relegated. I mean, we might look stupid come May, but they're probably one of the worst sides in the league uh, with the squad they've got currently. But for them to look the dominant side against us, for us not to really to create anything, not have any proper identity. As I said, I'm not going to write off the season just yet and I will change our tune next week if we win. But that is a worrying performance. Um, John, how did you assess it? Because I know in that pre-season preview, we disagreed in terms of Watkins and Ings. Yeah. So Ings starting today, I kind of backed that. I thought Ings would get quite, quite a lot of minutes and almost be the main man as the number nine, the number nine on his back as well. Um, which 
fucking work, did it? It doesn't look like we're doing anything, just hit and hope. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough gig for any sort of striker at the moment with Villa because I think, again, like the creativity, we've got the place to do it, but there doesn't seem to be that sort of that link between the midfield and the attack. I think going, going forward, I actually think we're quite solid. I'll say that after we've lost 2 0 to Bournemouth, but it's a set piece which I don't think is fully reflected on the back four and Kamara. Um, and the, the second goal obviously wasn't great, but you, but you know, which we're chasing the game. Going forward, there doesn't seem to be a, any cohesion. I think that's where we look disjointed. Um, against Bournemouth, again, I think Jared said that like we're, the reason why we're not taking points from the game is because we can't create and we can't score goals. Like again, this is a team that Parker said in the week like is weaker than when they got promoted. Um, they're struggling for defenders. I think they had like two senior defenders in the back four. Um, just a really poor showing from Villa. Um, and, and again, at the end of the season, this is something that we're looking back on after just one game. We already know that this is a game where it's like, oh, you know, that's three points dropped as it was with Watford. Um, it's almost like a little scar and it's we're literally 90 minutes into the season. Um, but yeah, on the strikers, I think Watkins or Rings, uh, uh, Watkins, I don't think wins us the game today. I don't think Dunnings didn't, um, you know, he didn't have a bad game um, for the service that he had. I think he say he carved out one opportunity, maybe a second. Um, but yeah, it's a tough gig for any of those forwards at the moment. Uh, you know, Coutinho needs to do more for me again. Like we've got so much of the ball. I don't understand how, how can these top quality players not take take the ball, move it, you know, pass, move, make um, make space, make opportunities? Because this isn't a Bournemouth team, as you say. This is not a rocking city ground or we're playing, um, you know, Fulham, for example, today against Liverpool were really good. Um, but you can understand why to an extent. But Bournemouth, again, no disrespect, but, you know, come on, it needs to be better. Um, and that has to start next week, uh, you know. I think, again, down in that pre-season uh, preview that we did, I, I was saying that the pressure probably isn't on from the start. It's more of a, you know, we know where we're going to end up and we need to give it time. But you're looking at the fixtures that we've got already and that's not something that you want to be doing. But after a 2 defeat to Bournemouth, you kind of, how how else do you reflect on that? You're on mute, Dan. Hey. Sorry. I'm going to marry you. Um Talked about Coutinho, Ash. There's a lot of talk about Coutinho versus Buendia. It can only be one of them. A lot of fans saying, what's Buendia got to do Got to do to get a game? Flip side of that is you almost think, it's Philippe Coutinho, like he's got to play. And then he does absolutely nothing. And like yeah. I said, I, I watch it on a stream, so I've, maybe my judgment is clouded a bit, but I'm thinking, this is your time to shine, mate. It's the first day yeah. of a new season. You, you're here yeah. as a permanent signing now. You're the main man. Gerard absolutely loves you. Sit there, um, uh, sit in there, make things happen, win the game for Villa. And yep. like I said, I'm not seeing the second half, so maybe he got better, but what's Coutinho doing? Yeah, he's picking the ball up too deep. Um, yeah, not not showing it really. I know it's no excuse. Like John says, that's, that, that, that's the buzzword at the moment. No excuse because Coutinho's had a full summer now. He's had a full pre-season behind him. He played a lot of games when he came in on loan. I think he started 16 of 19 games under Gerard when he came in. So, huge sign of faith. Again today, I think Gerard has asked about Coutinho in the post-match and uh, about where do you see Coutinho as a 10 or, or a left and it's a bit, bit of a snappy comment from Gerard. I think I know I think I know Philippe as a player don't you so yeah clearly frustration on Gerard's part uh, Coutinho yeah just, yeah, picking the ball up too deep today and he played like a played like a friendly some of them for that first 20 minutes very laboured and very very casual so a big wake up call reality check you can't have you can't can't coast through five minutes. You've got to be on it. So, Brendan's chomping at his heels now to, to get some match involvement from the start. There'll be huge calls for Brendan to start next week. 
giving all the, the noise on social media. And yeah, Brendan's done enough to start now. He's he, he looks busy when he comes on. Okay, he come off them today in the second half. But um, yeah, Coutinho, big favourite under Gerard, isn't he? We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. And it I mean, needs need, need to show more. Yeah, you say like Brendan's done enough to start, but I mean the simple answer is Coutinho is not doing enough to start. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter that but that Brendan is kind of champing at his ankles ready to go. Coutinho's not doing enough anyway. It could be anyone that replaces him. Yeah, could be, yeah, totally. Um we'll see the team shoot next week. Has Coutinho done enough to start against Everton at home? Probably not, but will he, will Gerard probably play him? Probably. Um I think he's sticking in I think he's, he backs him that much, you know, that. Um I think he'll stick with him. So a bit of frustrating when he's he needs to show it, needs to start showing it on a more regular basis, as opposed to the little one good game here and then having five weeks off and then showing it again. So more, more consistency, more consistency from Coutinho. That's, that's a big, big thing we need to take into the next few weeks. I think it's frustrating as well because we know like this isn't a, a Brazilian player that's come out of the Spanish league like last season. This is Felipe Coutinho. Like one of the most expensive footballers in like ever. We know that he can put not just five games together, but like five, yeah, you know, like two seasons of Premier League football, of like one of the best players in the league. So that's why I'm so frustrated as well because it's not like I don't understand how we can come off the boil and then come back on it, and then it doesn't really make sense to me. So that's why I'm more frustrated because you almost feel like when you take him out, oh, we're missing Coutinho. You need to play him because it's Coutinho, but then. You watch him against Bournemouth and he's got the beating of all those defenders, but then he doesn't show it and he's not in the game. And then you blame other players because they're not giving him the ball. It's yeah. a bit of a dilemma, but it's, uh, it's, that's what Gerard's paid um, to do, get those decisions yep. right. He needs to, um, yeah, starting with Everton. What was the the mood like in the presser, Ash? Yeah, do, yeah, do we, yeah Gerard was really frustrated. He didn't want to press him too much. Um, but yeah, he was really frustrated, very annoyed. Didn't really allow him. He was six minutes in total, in and out. Um, asked him about Sanson as well, giving that cryptic message. Uh, I said, what's that about with Morgan? Not involved today. He said he was fit. He goes, yeah, he was fit. It was my decision to pick him today. So something's happening there, whether he, I'm not too sure. A bit of a weird message from Sanson as the team really dropped earlier. Uh, what else was that? No, they had a game penciled in Anfield tomorrow. That's not happening now. It was meant to be like a fitness exercise, get, get more minutes in the, the fringe players' legs. But that's not happening. He said, we've got enough minutes in the legs now. It's about quality we're lacking, lacking on. So, a bit of a transfer hint there. Needs more quality, wants more quality. Probably in that midfield position, which was bypassed today in that first half. Um, what else has come from it? Uh, sorry, yeah. Ash. I've got a boy in there. Because I agree, we need, we need additions. I don't think the midfield is quite right still. The balance isn't right. But I think you said, John, in the preview... At some point, you've got to back the players you've got. Yeah. You can't just keep spending. You're talking Buendia, Coutinho, Bailey, Watkins, Ings, Kamara, McGinn, Ramsey as your front kind of six, and it could be any of those. Embarrassment of riches. Well, they're, they're not good enough, are yeah. they? We need another five or six. Like, you've got to start <laughs> getting something out of the players you've got. You can't just keep spending. I know here yeah, we might be we might be short in some places, but surely as a coach, you get you get stuff like what you've got now. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I think we need to see it. They did tell him, I'm surprised Morgan Santa wasn't in the squad today. He's shown glimpses in pre-season from there. He's one who, who would knock her down for you and get stuck in for you, but um, we haven't seen it consistently. He wasn't picked today for the squad, very telling. Um, there's a few back at bottom, weren't there? Gilbert, Trailraisers and whatnot. So. And yeah, Jacob Ramsey, very disappointing today in that first half. Hasn't shown too much in pre-season either. I just wonder if he can really go again, like he did last season. Big ass, that is, you know. 
that's the challenge for him. He had an outstanding season last season. I'm expecting a bit of a dip off, if I'm being honest with you, given the, given the stands he set last season. So, so yeah, Douglas Louise, he came on. Is there nothing that midfield for you again today? What do you reckon of him? Um, very tough one, that midfield for me. Are you happy with the midfield department you, you pair? Would you be happy to go with that? Yeah, I think I w- what I would say is that if we are going to buy one position, that is that is it. And then I almost feel like not that's not spending more money for a long time because we say we, everything we have is there. You need to just put it together now. Um, but I do feel like, as I think we said in the preview, almost that position between the forwards and the midfield, a bit of a link person there. Yep. Clearly, McGinn isn't going to come out of the team, although Gerard says it's not his position, um, you know, just because he's captain. Uh, Kamara's obviously not changing. The only position that's up for grabs for me there is that McGinn role. Uh, sorry, uh, Ramsey role. Well, obviously, Louise has been playing as well, but I'm not too sure he can do what exactly what we need. I don't know where Gerard's looking. He keeps saying number eight. Well, that's, you know, what, what, what the reports are that, we, uh, that we're looking at. Um, but for me, that sort of number 10 role between a striker and someone to link, basically. I'm not, not too sure why Coutinho couldn't do that. Or Is that, is that not Emi Buendia sat on the bench? Exactly. I could Maybe he can get uh, overpowered physically against certain opposition. I'm not too sure. But again, these aren't Gerard's signings. Maybe he wants someone there. Um, but these aren't excuses for me. Like That team has to beat Bournemouth convincingly um, and finish the season in the top half. And driven on that performance, that's another... 14th place finish coming up um, you know if we're lucky so. if we don't oh, I said I don't want to didn't want to overreact but if we don't get some half decent results in the next 6 to 8 games Joe will be on thin ice mm. I, think, I, think, I, think, I think fans will turn I think, I think, that, I think 6 wins in 24 is it 6 wins in 24 I think is it 10 in 29 I've seen somewhere I don't know that's right there's, there's, yeah. there's a lot of different numbers there if we win 12 in 38 1 in 3 that's not good enough, is it? <laughs> I, no, want, no. I want in 12 at home. Game's Need a reaction. Game's Game's game. Game. Yeah, they're not. How concerned... Yeah. Oh, we'll end it quickly because oh, I'm fed up, to be honest. How concerned are you both? Is it an overreaction? Is it a bit of a knee-jerk? Or are you seriously concerned with what you've seen today? Go on, Nash, you go first because you were there. A bit of both, really. A bit of both. I think supporters are right to be angered by that, what they've seen. I think Bournemouth had more fight than Villa. And that's that's your basics. That's that's your minimum you require. And Villa, did, Villa was short in that area today. Um, and yeah, I think I think the bit of a right, fans are right to to be angered by that, that performance, especially with the, the, the fans that came down here today. Long way, I've got three and a half hours on the road yet, mate. So yeah, nice. Um, but on the other hand, it's the first game. Okay, got burnt here today, but next week, big chance to to bounce back against Everton. Full out at Villa Park. They'll get right behind the team from the word go, and um, win next week. It start starts to look a little bit rosier. Gerard, Gerard will probably stream on the squad again and hopefully he gets one, one or two more in because he, he does want an additional two to come in to bolster the squad. I know the squad's good enough for you guys, but I think he wants one more in, at least in that midfield area. So, yeah, it's all on next week. We'll see what we've got next week. Given Gerard's cry for improvement on the home form, we're next week. I think today he's almost forgotten about. So, I think fans are right to, uh, right to be angered today, but we need to see something next week. So, I mean, they're both camps really. I don't want to overreact too much. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really frustrated. A long drive home now. Cheers. Yeah, I agree with a couple of points you said there. We do need, still need a number eight, but beyond that, you can't just be going, "Oh yeah, we need a number ten. We need a striker." You've got yeah, yeah. millions window, of pounds of talent there. You've got to, you've got to get the best out of it. Yeah. Um, I also agree. If we win next week, the momentum and the atmosphere changes totally. Um, do either of you know off the top of your head the record that Dean Smith had before he was sacked? I know it was ten games, but it was like going back in flat. Everyone said, "Didn't it?" Oh, it's six wins in twenty or whatever. 
But yeah. the point is, the owners have set the precedent there. Smith got 10 games, and then they made the decision. So you'd assume Joel's got the same. You've got one yeah. game done already, and you've lost. So you've got nine games now to show us what you've got. That's how I would have said six. That's what they did last year. Well, I presume so. Yeah, again, this is a supposed to be a long-term project, so maybe they'll give them all leeway. Um, for me, I'm more concerned just because it's the first game of the season. Yes, Bournemouth, but again, from the start of last season, so at the end of last season, up until now, we've had a whole pre-season. None of the questions that I had in terms of identity and style and, you know, with this player and that player, nothing's really been answered yet. I've still got as many questions as I had then. I don't think anything's been, like, fixed necessarily, apart from bringing in Kamara or Carlos, that presumably makes us more defensively secure. Um, mm. I think answering the question that you asked, uh, Ash, Dan, uh, time will tell if if this is a problem or not. Um, as you say, next week we'll bounce back and then you've got West Ham, Man City, Southampton, Palace. Oh. They're all really tricky games. Um, no, I mean, we've just lost 2-0 to Bournemouth. No game is going to be easy in the Premier League. We know that. But those are notoriously tricky games. Um, so I think Everton is a bit of a... I really don't want to say must, must win. win. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's, or must not lose. It's a, yeah. I mean, we, said, we said exactly the same thing this time last year, you and me, after Watford. We said Newcastle first home game. It's already a must win in terms of atmosphere because you can't yep. lose to Newcastle. I mean, they were very different back then. Um, they were a relegation candidate like Everton are yeah. um, so it is for atmosphere if we lose 2-0 next weekend Villa Park will not be what we not, not won't be nice now I don't want to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and just go yeah let's get rid of Gerard forget it because that's not really my personality because like I said I will change my tune if we win the next couple but today just something that's not right it's just it's not some, just it's off I don't know what it is the comments after not nice yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very toxic comments on, on all the posts and stuff. And very, very, I know we get that a lot from the defeats, but it was very loud today. Um, it's these more standout Arsenal games that are coming up for me because we've, we've been short against them last couple of seasons. Mm. And that's a yardstick. How far have we come on? Yeah. And if, if we're short against them again, I think you start to ask questions. Where are we going here? Why can't we beat the West Ham's and Arsenal's? We want to be want to be competing with these guys, given all the European talk from from, from Christian Perzo and all sorts. So. It's then games that I'm focused on. Obviously, Everton's massive next week. Going to Sellers Park. We beat, we beat them last season in one of Gerard's first games. Can he back that up again? That'd be a tough place to go. So, yeah, we'll soon see. Proofs in the pudding. We'll see. Pressure's on. Um, like I said, I'm really intrigued to see how we go next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where we are end of August because that might be the good good time to, to review things, I think, um, given the level of opposition we'll play. So, big, big month for Villa. And um, it started off... With a shocker, hasn't it? Yeah, let's call it a day there because I want to go and have a beer and forget about this mess. Um, John, thank you very much for jumping in uh, last minute. I do appreciate your time. Cheers, John. Um, I didn't think we were going to get Ash today. So, uh, yeah, good to see you've been... Someone in the comments said, Ash, it looks like you've been arrested in that car park with your hands around your back. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for sorting your connection. My criminal, criminal player writings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, gents, thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in live on this Saturday evening. We do thank you for, thank you for viewing as well. Um, we'll be back with some kind of chat in a week when we've all cooled down a little bit and uh, changed <laughs> our tune. And yeah, thank you very much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Cheers, lads. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.